I'm just gonna say I'm gonna stop all the people ready to type, tweet, angry messages to you right now. Welcome to Ingenious Perspectives. Today we're jumping into a fun episode. We just finished up a very heavy, uh, very deep conversation and we wanted the next episode to be a little lighter. Uh, so we're rolling straight into that. All right, well, so as we're setting up for the podcast, right, as we're trying to get everything all set up and mics, because um, we don't have interns, right? Don't so we're setting up interns. everything ourselves. Um, Lawrence asked me, hey, are you thirsty? Yeah, uh, what you got? Soda, juice, water. Um, he's like, well, no, nah, man. I'm like, are you thirsty for an actual drink? <laughs> well, <laughs> former sailor here. So, yes, yes, I'm absolutely ready for an actual drink. So, Lawrence goes downstairs, breaks out the gin, pulls out pulls out the ingenious gin, mind you, um, podcast namesake, pulls out <laughs> the ingenious gin, right? And commences to make this drink that he calls a Ricky. Now, can you tell us what goes into making a Ricky? Now, a Ricky is gin, simple syrup, a little bit of lemon juice, and some soda water mixed in the proper proportions. Um, you can Google that on your but own. But you time. made, you added some extra to your Ricky, right? What did you? Yeah, add so to? I added an extra, uh, extra bit of syrup uh, to give it a little bit more sweetness, and uh, and I shook it. Um, you know, sugar to give it a little bit of bubbly in there. Okay, so obviously since it was a little bit sweeter, I decided that we should call it a pretty Ricky, right? If we got a sweet Ricky, it's a it's a pretty Ricky. I patted myself on the back for that one. I feel feel pretty proud of that. So that's what we're sipping on today as we as we talk about this slightly lighter episode um, coming off of this Police in Black America episode, which was as he said extremely heavy. So we definitely wanted to go into something a little bit. A little bit softer. Um, what are you What are you watching these days? Yeah, so I am burning through a lot of the Netflix uh, sci-fi's. Altered Carbon uh, was my jam. Everybody's talking about that show. Is it good? Is yes. it actually good? Yeah, because uh, all I, all I know is it's a body hopping that goes on. Yeah, so entering argument for the show is that it's in the future. Um, people have uh, colonized all these different planets and. Um, they found this technology that allows you to essentially put a disc in your spine and that spine and that disc is you that's where your brain is stored as information and you can take that disc and put it into other people or you can take the information in that in your disc and send it elsewhere to be in another disc so somebody watched that episode of black mirror and was like why don't i make a whole tv show based off of this yes 100 percent and (laughs) Uh, it starts off with this uh, big uh, story arc uh, where this guy, he's a revolutionary, falls in love with this other person, and he uh, gets put to sleep. Because the cool thing about these discs, apparently, is that you can just take the information from the disc and just put it in somewhere and never put the disc in a person. Okay. And so you're just on ice for forever. Huh. So he's on ice for for. for a, a couple hundred years or something like that and then he gets woken up and, so, and he has to navigate this new world that he's in and the structure of the show it kind of gives a lot of opportunities because you know season one has a certain main character uh, season two has the same main character but he's in a new body 
So new actor gets to put a new spin on old character. Yeah, her Anthony Mackie's in in the newest season, right? Yeah. With no. uh, with Simone Missick, right? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, knocks it out of the park, both of them uh, together. She plays this, you know, super strong uh, uh, female character who uh, is central to the whole plot. And I don't want to give anything away, but like. Uh, again, like uh, a lot of these shows coming up right now are like are celebrating, you know, women, strong female characters, and they're doing it in this way that's not like they did in the, in the 80s and 90s, where right. you know you had a strong character, but then when there's a man, she's a woman, and, and so she's not strong anymore. Like uh, like the Neo Trinity dynamic. Oh, okay. You know, as soon yeah. as Neo became the thing, Trinity wasn't Trinity anymore. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> Like you just get until she had to save her man in the second one. Oh yeah, she she went back to being Trinity, in that in that movie. Like, True, she pulled she yeah, pulled out all she, the bells and whistles. She jumped out that window. <laughs> yeah, that was that's that's money right there. What what are you watching? I am watching The Mandalorian. Okay, on Disney Plus. Uh, intermingled with some Avatar: The Last Airbender. So that's been added to Netflix. Man. Yes. So I saw somebody alerted me on Facebook. I saw this thing. I was like, okay. I put a calendar notification on my phone. I started watching it. Air, Last Airbender, one of the best cartoon series. It is such ever. a. I think it's so good because of the issues that it tackles. Like it's a children's show, but yeah. like it's deep, man. Yeah. The show is no joke. They literally had an episode where they're trying to get this um, super powerful weapon. And it's personified or protected by this gigantic owl. And the owl was like, yo, everybody thought their war was justified, but make sure it's any different. And you're just like, damn. Yeah, this is for 12-year-olds. <laughs> like, this show is for 12-year-olds. Like, damn. Really? Damn. Yeah. And this, it's so real because everybody thinks that they're on the right side when they're fighting a battle, right? We could talk about that. We could we could go into that whole discussion on, a, on something else, right? Today... Today we classify uh, Muslims as being wrong, right, in the Middle East because they're using religion as a justification for the actions they're taking. But when we said manifest destiny and use God as our justification for why we should have everything from the East Coast to the West Coast, it was like, nah, yeah, that's cool. Yo, it's cool if we do it. It's yeah. not cool if they do it now, right? And the and the the way we define right terrorists, right? The way we use a simple definition of the word terrorist and i'm gonna pull up the exact wording here because i don't want to say it wrong but the way we define it um i'm reasonably sure that the entire american military classifies based on um you know based on that definition so definition a person who uses unlawful violence and intimidation especially against civilians in the pursuit of political aims right so we take up arms against if we look at our military in other countries from our perspective obviously we're heroes but from their perspective when we're saying hey you should be communist you should be democratic that's clearly political in nature right so we're using violence <laughs> to 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 push political aims so yeah. and this show tackles so much of that um as you know what what might have been okay here is not okay there what might have been okay at this time is not okay at a later time and and right who's to say who's right and who's wrong and some people are just damaged right it's not necessarily yeah. that you got bad people sometimes you just got damaged people and it, it, i love it i love it i love it 
Yeah, I mean, not to get the politics of it, but I love the show. I, I mean, the, the whole story arc with uh, I think is Prince Zuku, right? The greatest villain redemption story arc in any anime ever. Yeah, just I mean, because he, he starts off as just this, you just kind of see him as a little asshole, right. and then you realize that well, he he is a little asshole, but he's. Uh, he's damaged, like you said. Yeah, his he's, dad uh, burnt half his face off. Yeah, like. Exactly. <laughs> he cast him out, right? And he's trying to get back his honor. And then, you know, his uncle, who is hands down the hero of Avatar. Uncle, uncle Iroh is amazing. He uncle is, Iroh is that, the episode where he uh, he's he's in he's in prison and he, he works out. Uh, <laughs> you know, he gets swole and he comes out and busts out of it. That's the yeah. other difference between anime and American cartoons. When you look at American cartoons and you have an old person, they're like old and frail. By yes. and large, in an anime, the older the character is, like the more jacked and secretly super powerful they are. Look at uh, Genrusai Yamamoto in uh, Bleach. When he finally takes the, the leader of the Gote 13, when he finally takes his jacket off, like this dude is jacked. He pulls out a sword that's literally the embodiment of the sun. And just like, <laughs> all right, dude, whatever. My bad. Yeah, I mean, that's a, it's just the, the dynamic. I mean, for us, we. I say American culture in general. People get old. You kind of shuffle them out of society. For, for uh, you know, a lot of Asian cultures, you you get shuffled into leadership roles and, and things like that. It's it's, 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 it's cool. different. I love it. And and the Mandalorian is really really good. It's everything. I don't know, man. It's just a just a great show. Um, so this one is uh, John Favreau, mm-hmm. um, who did a lot of uh, directing for the MCU but also plays Happy Hogan in the Iron Man series. So um, he wrote and and directed Mandalorian or writes and directs Mandalorian and he's doing an amazing job. Yeah, the show I mean, is just it's so good, so layered and so good. Yeah, I mean the vibe you get from watching the Mandalorian is just you know, you know what I'm reminded of when I'm watching it is Samurai Jack. Oh, okay. I, was, I don't know why. I don't know why I'm putting it in my same thing, but Samurai Jack somehow is. It, I see it in that when I'm watching The Mandalorian. Huh. It, I feel I feel Western the whole time. Like I feel like yeah. I'm in a in a Western setting. Well, I mean, I guess that's what Star Wars is. Something that takes place in the weird past future. So <laughs> true, true. I mean, but, that's what it's always been. It's always been an opera. What yeah, do you call it? A, a space opera. Space opera. Yeah. <laughs> It's. Yeah. I mean, it's true. It's true. So I'm enjoying that right now. Mandalorian and and Avatar are probably my top ones. I'm also watching Harley Quinn. Um, it's a cartoon on DC Universe, but uh, I'm all caught up with that. So that like that's how it goes. I watch a show. I typically have a couple of active shows that I'm watching that mm-hmm. are currently in syndication, and so when I'm fully caught up with those, I go back and I'm I'm rewatching, binging. You know, while I wait for that one week, which seems like forever, I'm binging some old show that I, I really, really enjoy. So right now, my binge is, is Avatar. Some of the DC Universe, universe uh, watching the old the old Justice League and Justice League Unlimited uh, Amazing. series. Amazing. I rewatched both of those maybe a year and a half ago. Yep. I rewatched them. They were on um, Netflix for a while. Yep, so I, I rewatched both of those when they were up there. Love that show. Yeah, uh, this the story arc they show. I mean, I mean, these are snapshots of comic book history that goes, right. you know, decades of comic book history. That they're pouring into these shows, and just the character development they have. I mean, they got an episode where uh, I want to say it's either Lex Luthor or Randall Savage um, wins, 
This is one of my favorite ones. He, he wins. He beats he beats Justice League, beats Superman, um, and somehow Superman gets thrown into to the future, and he comes across. And I think it's Randall Savage. Cause Randall Savage. Oh die. yeah, yeah. It comes across Randall Savage in the future. Yeah. who's like, yo, I shouldn't have won. <laughs> I'm really sorry. And he didn't say I'm sorry, but he's just like, I, I shouldn't have won. Yeah. Because uh, now I'm bored. Yeah. I'm the only person left. Everyone's dead, and I'm bored. Yeah, so I'm gonna help you build a time machine and send you back and tell you how to beat me because. And if you enjoyed that for the character development, I'll tell you a show that was amazing is Young Justice. Mm. So there's three seasons of it, um, and I just I wish there was more, but it tackles so so much. The show is it's got depth, man. It's got yeah. a lot of depth that you don't. Kind of like Avatar, that depth that you don't expect to appear in a children's cartoon, but it's it's good. It's I mean, you, very, you need good. that because I remember you come. You know, we were coming up like you. You got uh, you know, what are the cartoons that we coming up on? You got the GI Joe playing. You got the Marvels X Men. Yeah, all oh, the nineteen nineties X Men. Yeah, nineteen nineties. Yeah, yeah. You got that. Like, uh, you got the classic Batman. Classic with, Batman with uh, Kevin Conroy and 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 Mark Hamill. So oh, man, that's that's cool. Like so, so, all of these these didn't shy away from you know from the, difficult the topics. Difficult topics no, are a hard issue. I mean, you literally got the Mister Freeze episode where this poor poor right. man is he a villain? Is Mister yeah. Freeze a villain? And that's the question you he's always ask. He's he? this poor man. His wife gets sick, and he just doesn't have the money to, to afford her medical bill. So he goes out and steals and accidentally gets Mr. exposed. Mister Freeze to stuff. is John Q with superpowers. Yes, that's who he is. He's John Q with superpowers. I don't. I almost want to not put this podcast out because <laughs> I want Denzel Washington to play Mister Freeze. Oh, oh, man, that would be. You know, hmm. I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't have know. any complaints. Right? He's an amazing actor. Is there any? Has he made a bad movie? So we'll come back to this. Name a bad. And this is the challenge I've asked a lot of people. Name a bad Denzel movie. Uh-huh. Name a bad Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Ooh. Uh, Go. Denzel movie bad. Yeah, I can't. I don't know that he's ever made a bad I can movie. say ones that I don't I don't like, okay. but I can't say they're bad. Like? I would say Safe House. Oh, you didn't care for Safe House? Didn't care for it. <laughs> it, was, it was good, though. Right. Because you put Ryan Reynolds... And Denzel Washington together. Yeah, I mean, and ultimately it's training day, but with the CIA, it, <laughs> it's kind of cool. You know, uh, it's born, it's born identity, but with a twist. Okay, you know, fair. But, but I, it, you didn't, it was you good. Didn't find it to be like a, it wasn't a bad movie, but it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I guess I can get with that. What about a bad DiCaprio movie? Uh, Has he made a bad movie either? I was very upset with The Departed. Really? Yeah. I didn't see The Departed, believe it or not. So I haven't seen it. I'm just going to say, I'm going to stop all the people ready to type, tweet, angry messages to you right now. He's going to see The Departed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, while we're on that, I also haven't seen, uh, you know what, never mind. We're not. I'm not doing that. I I'm can't not, even. I'm so, not doing that to myself. I'm I can't not doing even that talk to, to you right, about so, The Departed. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen it. Without all seeing right. it. It yeah. doesn't mix any of the stuff. There's, I'll a, say, there's a whole say. list of movies I haven't seen, and I, see I'm not department. gonna I'm not gonna do that to myself. Not not here today. You should see <laughs> the part. What about what about Will Smith? 
Let's ask Will Smith question. Will Have Smith has made plenty movie? of bad Will Smith, plenty of bad movies. Wild Wild West. It's not a bad movie. After Earth, uh, not a bad movie. After Earth was trash. If you trash? watch the trailer to After Earth and then watch the first five minutes of the movie, you already know the entire movie. That's garbage. That's garbage. I mean, if you say that, then Men in Black is bad. You didn't know the outcome of Men in Black. You had no clue that she was going to be his daughter in Men in Black oh, 2. Oh, so that's the first... Oh, yeah. In Men in Black 2, you had no clue that was going to be um, Tommy Lee's daughter. So that was... That yeah, was that a, was there's good. a twist. Or is it Tommy Jones? Tommy Tommy Lee? Tommy Jones? Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> All right, cool. Anyway, so you had no clue that was going to be his daughter. And at the end of Men in Black, we didn't know that he was going to retire. Did you see that? I didn't see his retirement coming. Very true. It, it came full circle. I, I can see. That was that was like, you know. I can see. Yeah, Men in Black was good. Men in Black was good. Men Men, in Black and Men in Black 3, Men in Black 3 was so good that it brought it even more. Have you seen Men in Black 3? This is with, are you talking about with uh, Thor and... No, 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 no. That's four. That's technically okay. four. Yes, I have uh, seen Tessa three. Thompson three was and good. Chris Hemsworth. The uh, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. The uh, flashback in three when you realize that you realize why. Right. K. Exactly. Yep. No, nope. yes. we're not going to spoiler free reviews. Right. So that's what I'm saying. How are you going to say that's not a good movie series? I didn't say it was a good movie. Like that. Will, I, I would, I'd say that's that not. I wouldn't include <laughs> Men in Black and Will Smith's bad movies. But After Earth, absolutely. No, that's not no, good. Wild think, Wild I, West, not good. And then considering that he turned down the role of Neo to be Jim West, so, that yes, makes okay. it even worse. That yes, makes that's, that a, that's a mistake, and I think Will Smith is on record saying that's a mistake. Even worse. I don't. I, not, I don't. I, I think because I, I watched. You know, we watched Wild West. It's, it's a. It's a fun movie to watch. You know, it's it's fun in the same way that uh, that you get to see Selma Hayek walk to, away with a, her ass out in a in a it's a rush hour, it's rush hour like, fun. I, rush hour was like, I mean, now I know you're not going to say rush hour is a bad movie. Look, I know that's not the words that you were about to say. Let's just say this: if rush hour um, is playing on TV on a channel that I'm watching, I am immediately looking for other options. Wow. Rush Hour was a good movie. Jackie Chan. Rush Hour was fine the first time. Shanghai Nights. Rush Hour was okay the second time. After you've watched it twice, it has no value yeah, to know. watch it again. Like why are you, why are we rewatching Rush Hour? You saying why is Rush anybody why is anybody rewatching any of the Rush Hour movies? Which is just so Rush Hour and Shanghai Nights is the same. It's the same, same movie, movie. But with even movies. with the same actor. So I mean. Why are we rewatching them? They have no, they have he, no. He pees on a shirt and bends some. Yeah, I mean that is a funny line. He's like, he's like, what? You said wet shirt don't break, not piss shirt bend bars. Yeah. I will never forget yeah. that line. That was pretty good. Plus, explain to me how we evolved from uh, Jackie Chan Lucy Liu to no no Jackie Chan had the Native American wife mm-hmm. right. Then Owen Wilson ends up. Sleeping with her and Jackie Chan is with Lucy Liu by the end of the movie. Like Owen Wilson just bag dude's wife, and that's he, supposed to be his friend. It's Owen Wilson. It's supposed to be his friend. That's uh, wedding crashes. It's supposed to be his friend. It literally, he's wedding crashes nope. in that movie. All right, so yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah, Russia. It's not that it was a bad movie. Like it's just you know, I, I'm not rewatching it. That's all. Okay. Okay. So would you put that into a bad movie category or a 
movie that you don't like category. Neither. I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm saying after you've seen it the first time, and if you force me to endure it a second time, it just doesn't have any. It doesn't have any rewatch value. Like there are some movies that you can watch and you're like, whoa, I didn't see that the first time, or I missed that, and this is still good. The Matrix. I don't know that there's a number of times that you can watch The Matrix and then be like, nah, I guess I'm good on The Matrix. But Rush Hour, like, really? Yeah. It has, a, yeah, it it has an expiration. It does. I, I, I definitely get you with that. So would you apply that to Wild West then? Definitely. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. So Wild, Wild West has an expiration. So if all-time worst Will Smith movies, Wild West is down there? Wild West and After Earth are tied for... For very, after Earth because it's so predictable. So, so predictable. Predi- it was, it you was. didn't know. You I mean, didn't know when you watched that movie that somehow his son. So you look at the trailer. Yeah. Right. So you watch the trailer, and then you watch the first five minutes of the movie, and they say, "Oh, Will Smith is the first person to be able to hide his fear from these super fear smelling monsters." And then remembering in the trailer the plane crash, you're like, "Well, I guess his son's gonna have to hide his fear to go." Right. So we knew this. Yeah, it's Karate Kid. Okay. Cool. So we knew. We knew it was coming. Very, very, very. He literally was in that movie. I can't remember which one first, but he literally was in Karate Kid. Yes, he was also in Karate Kid. Yeah. But Taraji P. Henson was in Karate Kid, so it's a good movie. Taraji P. Henson was in Karate Kid, so it's a good movie. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like... Uh, and we got to see Jackie Chan play Mr. Miyagi. Come on, man. Like, you can't... You can't go wrong with you that. You can't say that's a bad movie. We can't. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. So... I, so top okay, so let's go let's go top. Let's go top. Will Smith's best movie? Yeah. Ooh, either Seven Pounds or Pursuit of Happiness. But I say this having uh, not seen Concussion. I I throw that so out there. I, saw, I didn't see Concussion. Did you see Ali? Yes. Oh, I forgot about Ali. Because mm, you brought up Concussion, I thought about Ali. You're right. Yeah. I forgot about Ali. Ooh. But seven pounds is seven pounds is real. Seven pounds is so Ugh. And then pursuit of happiness, like, right? So you got a kid at that moment when he's in the bathroom, like, and he has to put his foot on the door so the dude banging on the door doesn't come in, like that. That hurts oh, me yeah. internally. Oh my goodness, such a good movie. It, it, so it's a. This is the thing with me. I you know, I love movies that make you feel, but like, pursuit of happiness makes me feel sad, and Seven Pounds made me feel sad in a happy way. Kind of. Yeah. You know, because ultimately, those people get good things, and I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. Right. But if you haven't seen Seven Pounds and you want a good cry, uh, yeah, I recommend, <laughs> recommend watching Seven Pounds yeah, they were both, a good cry. Oh, my goodness. You're talking about the the last, what, 10 minutes of Seven Pounds, man? Oh, my oh yeah. The pain. That's anyway, so, so, yeah, I would have to, oh, Ali was so good. Now I don't know anymore. I got you another one. Okay. Collateral Beauty. I didn't. I didn't see it. Ooh. I didn't see it. So date night movie, is it? Yes. So is, is that this Ali Larder right? The co-star of that one is that Ali Larder? Is it? Uh, or is it Margot Robbie? No. Is it sure. neither of them? <laughs> is it? Is it me saying that? I can't tell people apart. So it has a uh, Keira Knightley in it. It's Keira Knightley. And Helen Mirren. Oh. Oh well. Naomi Harris. I didn't get also, any of that right. right. One. All right. Well, that's cool. Cool, cool, cool. Edward Norton. Got all that wrong. Edward, I think Edward Norton plays his like, friend or something like that. Okay, now that we brought up Edward Norton, uh, was he a better Hulk no. than uh, my man whose name I can't think of right now? I like I like the new Hulk. You like the new Hulk? I wasn't... Actually, I actually was a fan of uh, Banner, the 
Oh, Eric, Eric Bana? Yeah, Eric. Really? I was I a fan of Eric Bana. That's a horrible movie. So everybody That's says that. That's a horrible that movie. It's, it's so the bad. The only reason it's bad is because you watch a, a two-hour movie and you see about 20 minutes of Hulk. And I think that's the only bad part. And there's two Hulk scenes in the first one. And that's it. And uh, that's... But, like, the character development in that one, uh, I think it's it's better than the Marvel one. Because, like, you, they kind of just airdrop the new one, the brand new one. You kind of just airdrop the Hulk into there. He's the Hulk. Mark know? Ruffalo. That's his name. Mark, yeah. Mark, I, I like Mark Ruffalo. He's, really, wrong. he's really, really good. He's a good actor. Um, Eric Bana. So, I didn't like that movie. You got hulked out dogs. All right. That's, that was yeah, that's weird. weird. That was right? weird. It's kind of weird. That was weird. Then his dad becomes this what? Lightning thing of Cloud electricity Man? in the yeah. no no everything that about that movie was was wrong the whole everything the whole movie I don't know like when he fights the, the tanks and stuff and, and he runs through the desert that's kind of cool <laughs> if you can see the look they give me right now <laughs> not a not a fan not a fan but I will tell you Ed Norton though the way he fought Abomination at the end of the movie and oh. the actor who played Abomination so not that. That was beautiful. I, I, see, I like the story arc. They say this guy, he gets a taste. He's old. He's he's kind of saying, "Hey, you know, I'm past my prime. I know it, and all this kind of stuff." He's looking for the next big thing. He gets a taste of this thing. He's trying to go after it. I just feel like it. In the story, kind of fell flat, and then they randomly put in this thing to set up another movie, and it's never executed. Well, yeah. So the scientists who, quote unquote, removed. The Hulk genes from Ed Norton, right? He's knocked over by Abomination. He has the cut on his head. So then when the Hulk's blood drips in there, if you look up that the... And I can't remember the leader's real name, but the leader's real name was his character's name yeah. in that movie. And the and leader's a major Hulk villain, so they were setting that up. But it never, it never went anywhere because they never made another Hulk movie. And I don't know if that's because Ed Norton didn't come back or, or what. But they never made another movie. So yeah, that felt, that felt pretty flat. I mean, it could have been really good. Yeah, it, could, it definitely could have been. Yeah, I just, I, I, I like the, uh, the, I like slow. I guess I, I like the old movies. I like slow movies sometimes, especially when they're it's something that you can really turn on. The first Hulk. Uh, adaptation was a slow it was a much slower movie than the second one it kind of ran in there um, that's all hmm. a little nugget right there so these are old movies any old movies you thinking about you've been watching old movies I, yeah. I don't like uh, I'm gonna just throw this out I don't rewatch movies very often it has to be a, a really really good movie for me to rewatch it um trying to think of an old movie that I've watched recently if there are I don't think I've watched any old movies recently um The Sandlot though Ooh. always a classic yeah it's a good one I yeah. can rewatch that I can rewatch Sandlot I don't know I don't know how many times did I can you, rewatch that did, was that the rainy day movie for you when you were in school uh, no so alright we um my brother sister and I um we had done we were it was a, a rare incident where all three of us were behaving well at home and at school simultaneously, <laughs> right? So, I mean, when you're... I'm one of four now, but growing up, it was just three of us, right? Um, my baby brother's 16 years younger than me. So, the three kids, like, behaving well at school and at home all at the same time, like, it just didn't happen. 
that often. And there was a parent-teacher conference, and they went to the schools, and the teachers just had wonderful things to say about all of us, right? Yeah. We so we're like, yo, we just won the game. So my parents were like, yo, we're gonna take you guys to Walmart, and you guys can each pick a VHS movie, right? Because this is VHS DVDs weren't a thing. You guys can each pick a movie. Right, and that's what we'll have a little movie marathon when we get back home tonight. So I chose Mortal Kombat, the first one. Okay. First Mortal Kombat. My sister chose All Dogs Go to Heaven. Um, Solid. And my brother chose the original Batman Superman movie where like Lex Luthor and the Joker try to team up to beat them from the bat like old Batman Superman. Oh, it's like movie. 19... 19- it was it was nineties. It yeah, was yeah. it was late nineties or it was either ninety nine, two thousand it was late nineties, very early two thousands, right? So those were um we didn't have that many VHSs, so it was those. We had major pain and I think we had all the Rocky movies up to that point on deep on our VHS. And so yeah, when we wanted to watch movies like at a point we could quote all of those three movies that I named yeah. and Major Pain, like word for word through the entire script. We would oh, go on a- we would go on road trips and say the script laughing and joking back and forth. Like that's how much we wow. watched those wow. movies. I mean me and my boys could do that with Chappelle show growing up. That was <gasps> like the that was See, the thing. And that was the thing. We didn't have cable, so I didn't watch Chappelle's show when it came out. I was not a part of the original lightning strike of Chappelle's show. I'm sorry, Chappelle's show was that. something that I watched later after it was on DVD. I was like, oh, wow, this is why everybody oh, loved man. Chappelle's show. Yeah, no. It was, I'm, I'm sorry you missed out on that, brother. I mean, like, we, I, don't, yo, I don't know. I, I was in high school. I probably wouldn't have got most of it anyway, so it's fine. No, no. I was in, I was in middle school. <laughs> and like, you know, I, I, remember, I remember going, you know... You, you know the show came out. I can't remember what what night it played on the cable. You caught it on the cable. You get to you get to school and everybody is quoting it. Everybody is joking it. And it was you know when uh, what the five fingers say to the face. Oh yeah. Okay. Like, I heard a lot of people oh say that. Oh my but, god. So how for, many people got slapped in the school? Like, so <laughs> for me, that was a normal part of my childhood because my parents didn't allow certain like I couldn't read Harry Potter because it was witchcraft. Mm-hmm. So. The whole Harry Potter phenomenon—I wasn't a part of that when it first hit. Um, we didn't. We weren't allowed to play any music in the house except gospel music. So, like this not being a part of mainstream culture thing was just like just part of my life. You know, yeah. my, that was my day to day life. Somebody was like, "Oh, Kanye West, for example, when he hit and was blown up, and everybody's talking about that." I'm like, "Well, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never heard any of his music because." We only are allowed to play gospel music at my house. Yeah, that's so interesting. Right. So, so, so missing out on a lot of mainstream things that took place throughout, uh, probably up through high school, was just part of my part of my day to day life. Everyone's talking about, hey, y'all, I had to have a friend play it for me at school because I, you know, I didn't hear it at home. Oh, like I couldn't, man. you know. <laughs> so that's it's kind of wild you say that because like I've been thinking lately, like. You know, with all these streaming services, I get to pick what I watch, right? So back yeah. in the day, it was what was on TV. There right. was only so many channels. Uh-huh. So essentially, we were always watching the same stuff. Right. And so we had kind of the same whatever. Now, you know, we ain't watching the same stuff. But that's that's still, we are still watching the same stuff. Like, kind of. Think bit. about how many people watch Bird Box when that came out. I didn't watch Bird Box. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't I, see. I, I'm not trying to be that dude. I didn't get no hipster. I didn't get the hype 
Um, it didn't look that interesting to me. But a lot of people, when they saw the trailer for that mo- for that movie, as Netflix played it, they were like, all right, we're all going to watch Bird Box. Yeah. I still think that people are all not, I mean, you can't say all, but I still think a lot of people are watching the same thing. The number of people I've heard talk to me about Arthur Carbon oh, or yeah. Stranger Things or Ozark, right? These or the Marvel Netflix shows when they came out, people were binging the entire season in in two days. You know, yeah. so yeah. so there's still that there's still some there's still that cultural phenomenon of of having people watch things at the same time. We're just not all sitting down at eight o'clock on Sunday night watching the premiere of the show, right? But we yeah. all we're all watching it. Some people are a week behind. Some people are a week ahead. You know, depends on how you view it, but. I, I still think, by and large, we're we're mostly watching the same things. Like you did see Stranger Things, right? You watched Stranger Things. I did. Okay. All right. I did. Okay. So <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of thinking about the childhood now, man. I'm just thinking, like, wow, because like there were these moments in in uh in in school. Like I remember when they used to have that BT. Uh, BT had this series. It was like behind the music or something like that, where they would, they would, uh, they would do like, the, they would show the the filming for a music video. Never behind the scenes and everything never like that. Seen, I've also and never then, seen an episode of MTV Cribs. Wow. Well, that was the that's not a big like MTV Cribs. We wouldn't really miss out on a lot, but like. For this thing, you would you would they would watch behind the scenes and then they had the world premiere of the video oh, would play that, that night, and so you would see Chingy Hotel or Can whatever. Come to my hotel. What that one? That's not. That's not him. Okay. <laughs> Who's that? Who's that? What's the, who did that song? Your boy. I say your boy. That's R. Kelly, Mr. Hogtie no. himself. Girl, you want to come to my hotel? What? No. Was it? All right, whatever. Sure. Okay. I don't think it was. I don't think it was. I, I don't. Yeah, we're going to have to get it. Yeah, that's hard. It might not have been Chingy. That's Kills. Right? Chingy was, was right there, right? That was him. Yeah, that, that was, was, him. was, a, that was yeah, 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 whatever. But he had a hotel. Whatever. Oh, it's Cassidy. Excuse Cassidy. Me. Wrong C. Featuring R. Kelly. R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever. Cassidy, not Chingy. Yeah. Yeah. So e- equally equally useful rapper in our cultural zeitgeist, whatever. <laughs> I feel like Chingy took some shots just then. <laughs> but, but it's uh, it's it's D rapper arguing about C rapper. So, like, yeah. it's still great. You don't want to get. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, man, like it was, it was like, a, so you would see the video and then you go to school and everybody be talking about the video and this or that. I mean, there were those things that took place, right? And I couldn't, yeah. I obviously couldn't participate in those discussions, but like, I don't know. I don't feel like my life was You didn't lose nothing, though. Because yeah, this shit was poison. Like, let's just, you know, be real. That's so but, but you know what I did have when it came out? The Kirk Franklin New Nation album. My man. Kirk Franklin and One and C. You know what I'm saying? Fred Hammond and Radical there, for Christ. There was Yo, I that. Can, I can go through I can go through Hezekiah, Kirk, you know what I'm saying, Israel Dupree, Ty Trebet when he first oh, came yeah. out. You know, I can go through all Donnie McClurkin. You know, like that's the music. So, somebody gotta tell me if he's just putting two names together. Is just sprinkling in there. Yeah. No, James White. Yo, what? No. <laughs> well, you said James, but there's James Fortune and Fire. So See, like this is that's a real that's a real artist, you know what I'm saying? He's real. 
Jesus is real, I know. All right, cool. See, um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah there's those moments. But you ain't missing nothing. Like I said, it's all poison. Because, like, you know, I used to, you, you remember watching, oh, I say you remember, but some people remember watching uh, BT late at night. Like, you watching the tip drill videos with Nelly and all that kind of stuff. So you're getting into some stuff that little kids shouldn't be looking at. And 100% was a little kid looking at it. So, like, <laughs> yeah. Is what it is. Oh well, right. Is what it is. Oh, yeah. Well. Um, so yeah. So music. Well, what music are you listening to man, now? I like, am who's, not listening to who's any music. Who's on your music? No. So what do you like when I, you drive? Is it podcast. silent? It's, it's podcast. podcast. It is podcast all okay. day, every day. I'm listening to Ezra Klein show, The Weeds. Listen to uh, my boy. Uh, I call him my boy. Dan Carlin, Hardcore would, History. Would you call it research still, or or you're listening? Are you listening to like get ideas for this or or to get like to see what's out there or are you listening I am for a, enjoy for the enjoyment? I am an of the old show? man. Okay. Now I am listening for enjoyment. Okay. I am uh and I listen to a couple other ones that trigger me a little bit because they're um outside of my political comfort zone. Okay. So I kinda listen to them so I can understand what the other side is thinking about and I just mm-hmm. the whole time like, the whole time yeah. you know, I, I can't believe they said that. So you know? I started I started listening to the weeds because of your suggestion. So I listen to that. But I also watch, I guess, because they don't I mean they do a, a video podcast. I watch Wine and Weed with uh Steelo Brim mm. and Chris Reinecker. Yeah, you told me about it. No, it's crazy. They I was watching the old episode they had up there with a the sexologist and she used this analogy that mm-hmm. to me was so dope. So uh her name is Shan Boudram. I think she goes by Shan Booty. And um she was like, Yo, a sexologist is to sex as a nutritionist is to food, not as a chef is to food, right? So it's different. So nutritionist is like, yo, I know about these foods. I can tell you all about these foods. Have I eaten every single one of these foods? No. no. But it was it's my job to know about the food oh, and to tell you its benefits yeah. and what it can and cannot do. And that so she's like, so like, so don't don't ask me like, oh, have you tried this position? Have you tried this? Did you like? Because that's not it. I can tell you about it, right? And I can tell you probably where it originated, you know, and, yeah. and what it's like, all these things about it. I can tell you all sorts of information about sex, but it doesn't necessarily mean like I'm out chefing when it comes to sex <laughs> you know and i was like man that's such a good that's such a great analogy food, such a good analogy food is one of those things that you you make some good analogies talking about food like uh talking about like the consent conversation mm. cup of tea cup you of tea know, cup of tea consent oh. is the tea okay you can say hey you want a cup of tea uh some people can indicate their desire for the tea in non-verbal oh, ways. Oh, okay. I got you. I'm with you now. I get it. But I got if I you. take the tea and try to make you have the tea. Right, right. I um, put a funnel in your mouth and pour tea down your throat. Yeah, I'm right. being an asshole. Right. And so I say, hey, you want some tea? Got you. Got Turns you. out, when you're asleep, you can't, you can't really accept you can't tea. take the tea. It just, it's wrong for me to say, hey, sleep person, here's some tea. And stand there and try to make you drink tea. Huh. That's not okay. It's interesting, and it, it for some reason that dynamic applies. A it works too because ways. if you're a drunk person, no matter what someone places in front of you to drink, you're probably like, "Yeah, I'll have that." And it's similar to your sexual choices too. I mean, I'm drunk. You're just like, "Well, I guess you're in front of me in this moment." So, yeah, maybe. I'm gonna plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> yes. At that moment, just, gonna plead fifth. Just like, well, I mean. Huh, huh. So yeah, so you can't really consent to tea when you're when you're asleep, 
and we don't know to trust your consent when you're drunk. So yeah, totally fair. And if I say, hey, you want to drink this tea? And by the way, I'm your boss. Ooh, yes, sir. I guess I will have this tea. This is uh. Yes, please give me a large cup of tea, please. Right. Because you made the tea, and I especially huh. love your tea, Mr. Boss Man. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's, it can go. Yeah. It, it wow. Works. That's a really good analogy. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna use that in the future. I'm absolutely gonna use that in the future. That's really, really good. It's a nugget for everybody out there. Hmm. So I am. I am still listening to Wale's New West album, which no longer classifies as new, but New West album, um, and playing that heavily on repeat. I've also fallen in love with Daniel Caesar's music. Um, yeah, my man is a good singer. Yeah. Oh shit. my goodness. And the song he did with Brandy, Love Again? Yeah. Like, bro. <laughs> bro. I can't. I can't, I can't yeah. even. Every time I hear that song. So that's another thing. I think duets. I think I really, really like duets. So, um, um, yeah. You got he, love, does, he does one with her. Right? Yeah, so you got Best Part, he did with her. Mm-hmm. You got Love Again, he did with uh, with Brandy. You got PJ Morton and JoJo did. Um, oh, say is it say? It's not say yes. I can't remember the name of the song. Well, say yes did, is a good one. That's say yes cool. is also a great song by Flawlessy. Anyway, so <laughs> he did a duet with JoJo, which was amazing. Um, you go all the way back to uh, Lauren Hill with Nothing Even Matters, right? Mm. Amazing duet. John Legend and Megan Trainer did a dope. A dope duet, like I just I love duets, I really do. It, I mean, it's something with if the, this world the compliment, were mine, yeah. one of my fa- one of my favorites. Easy money, right there. Yeah, like, it's the compliment that you get, you know, yeah. you go back and forth, forth with it. Uh, I mean, what's what's you got? Uh, the old school, old school, Rick James. Oh yeah, you know, you're like, that's that's it. If hey, if you want a good laugh, I'll say anybody listening to this podcast here, you want to get a laugh, laugh, watch old school Rick James videos. The music videos, give it to me, baby. All of that. If you want I would say if you want a really good laugh, watch Eddie Murphy's music video for "My oh, Girl Likes to Party All the Time." Party all the time. Party all the time. Party all the time. Come on. <laughs> like you, so, entertainer, you don't get comedian, stand-up comedian, one of the best, action hero, uh, in, in a whole bunch of movies. Right. And he has the top song on the radio. Right. You don't get it until we meet Jamie Foxx. That's when we get it again. That's when we got it again. Yeah. We got it again. Jamie that's Fox. What, that's what, What's the best Jamie Foxx movie? Best Jamie Foxx movie? Yeah. Ooh. I mean, there's you know, one that you say, and I don't want to say it out loud until you say it, but that's the undisputed number one, but then you talk about number two. What movie are you talking about? The Undisputed Number One Jamie Foxx. What movie am I not thinking about right now? You just not thinking about. No, go ahead. What is it? Because it comes to mind. Tell, it? Tell Ray, me. huh? Ray. Oh, you know. All right. So. Oh, um, no, it was. <laughs> <laughs> um. So full disclosure, I've never seen Ray. I um I do not enjoy Hollywood history movies because they often add to or take away from the actual story and you walk away knowing less about that person's real life than you did when you went into the movie so i don't really do a whole lot of hollywood biographical films i would say watch ray for the movie itself and that it just I mean, because I, i've never heard a bad review of the movie like, yeah. i'm sure it's really really good i just like i didn't watch ray 
uh, and you know I don't I don't watch a whole lot of it's historical really, really good. historical movies in, in Hollywood. It is really good though. Hmm. I, you know what movie I was thinking of? I was thinking of the uh, a newer Jamie Foxx movie as he slid into action roles. It's called Sleepless. It's got mm. it's got Ti in it. It was pretty good. Um, I like Jamie Foxx as an action hero. I do. Yeah, he's he's Django. He's, he's ready. Django, obviously amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so weird that Django occupies a space that no one ever talks about Django, but Django's a fantastic movie. Little known fact: Hateful Eight was originally written as a sequel to Django, where Jamie Foxx's character Django was going to be playing Samuel Jackson's character's role. Oh. However, Tarantino didn't feel like a character like Django would occupy the same villainous space as the, Sam L's character mm. so he decided to make it its own thing but it was supposed to be I'm glad they sequel. separated that because yeah. you're right there's yeah. a uh, Samuel Jackson is not a happy camper in no. that movie but no, Django he's not has the a, lovable hero that Django mm-hmm. is right you can't you can't hate anything about Django there's there's no like there's no there's no flaw right to, to dislike Django but obviously, Samuel Jackson's character in Hateful Eight has a has a oh, lot of flaws to dislike. But Samuel Jackson plays those roles I mean, well. He's, he's just a good actor. Yeah. he's he's a he's a great actor. Yeah, you 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 and see Samuel Jackson, you know, talking about Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, Sir, you got to burn the sheets. They have my sheets to burn. <laughs> you know that <laughs> he he and Quentin Tarantino have combined to make a ton of amazing movies. Yeah. right. So you got to talk about Pulp Fiction. Yes. Um, we talk about Django Unchained. We talk about Hateful Eight. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, Samuel, Samuel's that dude. A royale with cheese. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> what? What language? <laughs> what country do they speak? What in? Say yeah. what? One more time. Yeah, reach in there and grab the wallet. Which one is it? Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Yeah, uh, man. Sam, Samuel's that dude. And that's why, I, you know, and, and I, I can't watch the. the the medium, the middle trio of Star Wars movies because they kill my boy. They kill Sam in them. I mean, but and there's no like they give him the do death. they kill him? That's they better not. It's an off-screen death, and an off-screen death in any sci-fi or comic book related movie is never permanent. Hundred percent. So it's never, as we found he, out in Star Wars Episode Nine, that off-screen deaths, even on-screen deaths, because his death. Did you see Episode Nine? Yeah. The Rise of Skywalker. Yes. So, all right, spoiler for reviews, but his death obviously wasn't permanent. So, I mean, you know. Yeah, so that my secret uh, desire for Star Wars is to bring back Mace Windu. They so, bring him back. If you like Mace Windu, I'll advise you to read a book called Shatterpoint about Mace Windu. So, there's a whole Star Wars book series. There's a yeah. ton of them, right? And then most of the ones that were written before Disney bought um lucas film um are called like star wars legends books so they're not considered canon anymore and mm-hmm. i can't remember if shatterpoint was before disney or after but it's a movie about a special ability that mace windu has called shatterpoint it's a really good book really good book so if you're a mace windu fan yeah i, I am i reckon i recommend that book it's uh i like star wars novels there they're really fun yeah, I mean, because they all, I mean, Star Wars is a, one of those things, like, if you take a good author, they can, you know, book writing is all about rules, right? So, you you got the rules, and so you can create this, you know, magic with the set rules. Yeah, it's, it's like good. being a good director. It's good. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, uh, you think about Mace Middle real quick, got me thinking about that, that uh, short, 
Cartoon Network. Star Wars The Clone Wars? Not that one? Okay. So All Star right, Wars The Clone Wars, but before it was the episode series Clone Wars, they they had these uh these little five minute episodes where it was uh like one of them just literally has Mace Window fight a droid army by himself. Oh, okay. Just like little shorts. Yeah, little okay. sh- it is uh, they're out there, and I, I, I don't know what to call them other than Star Wars: The Clone Wars, but they're not the the ones that, okay, you know, the season, multi season, whatever okay. series. Um, yeah, Mace, Mace Windu. He literally all they show is this, this giant clone army on this uh, not clone ar- uh, robot army, on this uh, field, and they got this big machine with them too, and they're approaching, and, and there's a little kid watching them, watching them approach, and Mace Windu walks up behind the kid, and he goes. Uh, he, like, they look at each other and it's this quiet moment it's like, it's like Samar Jack style where they have this quiet moment and they, they look at each other and he looks back and then Mace Windu jumps you know does a Jedi jump so it's mm-hmm. not like a little jump it's, right. he jumps into the middle of this robot army and just starts battling doing his Mace Windu stuff and uh, you know he has a push and pull big fight mm-hmm. and then uh uh, you know, you think he's about to die, but he doesn't. He beats up a bunch of people, blows yeah. up big stuff. He comes out. The kid's been watching the whole time, and like, uh, like that old school basketball commercial where, you know, the kid, the kid has the water bottle or something. He gives it to the, the <laughs> you know, the player. Like the kid gives him a, a drink of water, and Mace Windu kind of smiles at the kid, and then he jumps back into the fight, and that's the end of it. And it's just like Mace Windu, come on, and it, and it's not like a Mace Windu. The Mace Windu they modeled is after Samuel Jackson. Right. This is after the... So, here's a question. At what point do droids and stormtroopers stop trying to use blasters against Jedi? Like, at, at what point do you do you say to yourself, well, he either blocks it or deflects it back at me, so maybe I should just stop sh- trying to shoot Jedi? Like, I don't... Yeah, so, so it depends. So, like, if we're talking about... Uh, in the Clone Wars, in, in Star Wars The Clone Wars, there's like, there's a couple scenes where it's like 15 Jedi, mm-hmm. and every once in a while, a couple Jedi get shot, and they, they die. Okay, so right. fair enough. I can kind of see that, but yeah, if uh, if my boy Anakin and Obi-Wan are rolling up on me, and I just seen 30 people get killed by both of them. But that's that's in every every action movie. Right. You know, am I going to be the 10th person to roll up on Jackie Chan? No, I'm not doing it. I'm not gonna watch my boys all get hit hit in the face, man, by various accidental kicks. That's it. <laughs> every every action movie, every anime, like yeah, yeah. I just got I just got done taking out your boss, and the bad guys are still like, yeah. It's like uh, John Wick two, John Wick two when he goes in, in a, and he kills the uh, the sister of the 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 take one of the council members. Yeah, and he comes out of there. They have to send at least four bo- uh, bus loads of people to go kill this man. <laughs> Like, I'm not going to be in a second bus thinking, all right, what happened to all 12 of those people? I read a theory that John Wick takes place in a video game. And now, hear it out. He says the guy self-heals throughout the movie. He has unlimited ammunition. Pretty much. Right? He goes through all these crazy injuries and manages to make it. And if you look at the transition of the movies, he fights a bunch of little guys. Then he has a big boss fight. Then on the next level, he fights a bunch of little guys, and then he has a final boss fight. 
That checks a little bit. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow. That's, yeah. that's interesting. John Wick takes place in a video game. I, I would absolutely believe it. Yeah, my best, I, I don't want to talk about memes too much, but the uh, best meme I've ever seen was uh, when uh, Infinity War Oh, came Thanos out. kills John Wick's dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see but, that one. Yeah, for, the, good. For, for the listeners, they, uh, they, you know, they, people were upset about, you know, that moment where they almost got the glove away from, from uh, Thanos. And uh, so there's like, okay, alternate endings. How could they have done it? And one of the one of the alternates is obviously they use the time stone to go back and, mm-hmm. and stop Thanos from being born and all this other stuff. And one of them is Thanos kills John Wick's dog. And the only scene you see is John Wick's holding the puppy and, and then the puppy vanishes. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And of course, John Wick's going to get Thanos. I, I like that everyone is asked. So if you remember in Infinity War... Um, they send uh, Black Dwarf, who's the, the giant one with the hammer, right? So Thanos is Thanos yes. is uh, yes. lieutenants. So Black Dwarf is the is the gigantic one with the hammer, right? right. Oddly called Dwarf. Anyway, so he goes through the portal and he's about to reach up through the portal, and Wong closes the portal around his arm to chop his arm off. And so what everyone's asked is, why didn't they just do that to Thanos's arm that had the Infinity Gauntlet? On. Like why didn't they just do that? Yeah, Obviously, right? They didn't do it so that they could make a second three-hour movie and make sure. billions of dollars. But right in movie, why didn't they do that? I don't understand. So. I mean, they had his glove off. At one point in the movie, they had his glove off, and then what was his face? Almost off, and then Peter Quill smacked him in the face with his element blasters. I mean, but would you have responded differently? All right, so. You know, you trying to fight. You trying to fight this dude. Somebody's like, "Yo, Alicia's dead, and I killed her." You just gonna be there chilling? I ain't gonna be chilling. But if I'm Iron Man, and he's about to wake up the guy. I'm gonna kill him, or or at least. Well, apparently the the blasters don't kill people, so I'll just you know I blast them. And... Hey man, I don't know. My response probably would have been exactly the same. Yeah, I'm his response back. is valid. It's just no one stopped him because everybody was busy. Everybody had their literally everyone had their hands full except Nebula who's chilling over there. She's like, no, no, no. Tell them what really happened. What <laughs> you like? Is now the time for this Nebula? Like, She's evil. That's why Nebula. We can't have this conversation in thirty seconds. Like we can't have this conversation. Literally thirty seconds later. No. All right. That's cool. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> like it is what it is. <laughs> All right. So I mean, we this this has been a little bit of fun episode. We we. Chopping it up a little bit and uh, nerding out. I think we probably lost a lot of people with the level of nerditude. Uh, we did go a little deep. We went we went a little deep. Um, so let me try and uh, overcorrect. Uh, sports ball, right? Yes. The dude hit the dunk On after the he got the interception. You it's know what I'm saying? Field. And then, um, you know what I'm saying? He he hit the home run with the basketball right yes. after he had done the dunk. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the goalie was like, no, nah, I'm not going to let that happen. So, yeah, yeah. sports I mean, ball. But, but sports name, ball. name, stats, that. Name, name, stats, that. Well, he had, he had like 10 assists yeah. um, and threw for 75 yards, and he's not even a quarterback. No. So... so. I mean, whatever, yo. Undisputed yeah. champ, name names, that's that. Undisputed champ, right? <laughs> you remember that one time that mm. the dude with the gloves that hit the other dude in the face and, like, he didn't get back up? Mm. Boom. Boom. That's, that's, so, just a preview, that's what that would sound like. 
if we was to have that conversation about sports because I'm not there unless you talk about the last dance and the greatest basketball player of all time so he says that Jordan we could 100 percent the greatest basketball player of all time LeBron is James. Michael Jordan LeBron Michael Jordan it's funny how he pr- pronounces LeBron James's name kind of sounds like he's saying Michael Jordan <laughs> yeah it is it is weird so who won one-on-one uh Michael Jordan because LeBron James will quit in the fourth quarter <laughs> <laughs> someone take someone take but yeah so this has been ingenious perspectives just a little bit of fun because we had a lot of serious conversations um, and we'll try to have these a little bit you know breaths of fresh air a couple times here and there but uh, for the most part we're going to be trying to be serious changing your perspectives every day right um, and you know hopefully this changes your perspective too because maybe you heard you know a movie or you know some music you want to check out and uh you know, go broaden your horizons, not just not just when it comes to social reform and trying to fix the black community. You know, let's just be more well-rounded people, I guess. So this is Ingenious Perspectives. We'll catch you next time.